0: Hello people, love is in the air and we're going to talk about some things related to love and relationships. I'm Nerissa and welcome to Sis Chat.
1: And I'm Vanessa.
0: So Vanessa, Valentine's Day is coming up pretty soon. Are you looking forward to the day? Got any expectations or anything just for the season of romance?
1: You know, initially, (laughs) I was going to laugh. Because I thought that was a funny question, but I'm going to take it more seriously for the podcast and say no, No, I don't have anything planned for Valentine's day besides work. Cause I think it's a Monday, right? And, um, I know some people are like, but do you have anything planned for the weekend? No, I don't have anything planned for the weekend. If my friends want to do something, we'll do something. But if not, I am perfectly fine staying home, watching TV, chilling, and that's it. What about you, Narizia?
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. February 14th is on a Monday, and I'm not going to do anything besides work. I'm probably going to go in early to work anyways. And if, And that's just because I like getting out early so I can go running. And for those of you who say, oh, maybe you can do something on the weekend, I know, but I probably won't. I'll just probably watch Hulu and order food, but that's just because I'm most likely going to be hungry. I don't really care much for Valentine's Day. It's more like, um, it's like another holiday to me, like St. Patrick's Day, where I'm just like, who cares what happens? However, some of you guys do care about Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, you guys sent us some of your questions and we're going to read some of them and answer them. Thank you guys so much for coming through, by the way. But question number one, is it normal to ask your friends for a Valentine's Day gift if you have a partner?
1: This is a good one because I actually got the shout out to Sao Saba on Clubhouse. I actually got this from them. And basically, one of the speakers asked another speaker and was like, hey, do you want to get me a Valentine's Day gift? And the other speaker was like, don't you got a man? Isn't that what your man's for? And I was like, that's very interesting. But I do think that if you've had a tradition with your friends before you had a partner or got into an exclusive relationship or whatever it is, I feel like it's fine to continue that tradition and continue to give gifts to your friends and stuff like that. But besides that, yeah, I don't really think it's all that deep, man. I don't even really give gifts to my friends like that on Valentine's Day. I mean, we, like, just being honest. But again, if you had a tradition of doing it, by all means go ahead but yeah um what are your thoughts narizia
0: yeah i 100 percent agree with you i think just in general asking for gifts especially for valentine's day from your friends is a little bit off just because like you said some people have this whole thing where they arrange with their friend group and they're like we're gonna exchange gifts and stuff like that that's normal but asking for a gift from your friend just because it's valentine's day is a little bit off for me if that's something that you guys haven't established like we're going to exchange gifts so but what and if
1: what if what if what if you guys used to do something maybe go out for brunch or something on valentine's day just to feel you know in the lovey-dovey mood or whatever yeah to show love and stuff for your friends should you stop that once you have a partner i'll ask that question to you?
0: I would say it depends on if um, what you have with your partner now is fulfilling what you used to do with your friends. So if you just did it because it was Valentine's Day and you wanted to feel love, then maybe you would stop it because you have a partner. But if you did it because you wanted to just celebrate your friendship, then it's probably something that you would continue in the tradition of Valentine's Day. I don't really think that you would do it on valentine's day i think you would do it just in honor of valentine's day like i have this great tradition i don't want to break it because i care for my friends so yeah i think it's okay to keep doing it i think it's fine
1: okay all right that's fair yeah i believe the same too all right Narissa, this other question i think it's less about valentine's day and more about relationships but it definitely I've had conversations about this. it boils my blood. I don't really care for the conversation. however, it's something a lot of people ask and I'm going to ask you and i'm I'm curious to see what our you know our listeners think but should body counts be a topic of discussion in potential relationships?
0: See I would say yeah, except I like most people who are normal when I hear body count I'm thinking of like how many people someone killed so if your spouse or your partner or whoever killed a bunch of people you probably want to know but that's probably not what, what you're talking about
1: I mean if that's a situation I definitely want to know
0: exactly um, but
1: the the situation I'm talking about is usually like more related to sex partners mm-hmm. and Every time people bring out that conversation, I'm always curious as to what situations it makes sense in to ask that. Um, I think that maybe if you're getting serious with somebody or whatever, you can just bring it up in a casual conversation. I see nothing wrong with that. My only issue is that is the, the emphasis that is often placed on it and the reasons why. Now, I usually, the times I hear this conversation, it, it's usually very troubling because it often demonizes the woman and exalts the man for doing the same thing. So I've heard men say that if a woman has a high body count, insert whatever number it is, because it's different for everybody. They will say things like, oh, the woman is used, she's washed up, she brings no value, which is so crazy to me. But when you ask those same men what their body counts are, They sometimes say something high, actually more often than not, they say numbers that are way higher than what the woman has. And I'm just like, that, how does that make sense to you? And the reasons they give really don't make a lot of sense to me. And we can go into that a little bit more, but that's why I just don't think it makes sense to judge people off of that.
0: I agree with you. I would say that I haven't had a guy ask me that question, but I don't talk to a lot of guys and I don't engage in a lot of conversations like that. However, I, I do know the question and I do know how it's treated. And it's you're right. It is used to make the woman feel like she's used, like used goods, like she's used up, like she's no longer valuable. But I went online and I was I was on this website um Reddit and there was an ask Reddit about why men ask those questions and other men answered and they said that typically when guys ask those questions and they react the way they react is mostly because they are feeling inadequate and like if a woman has a high body count it makes them feel inexperienced and insecure so the guys and these are guys saying this not me Guy said that if a guy asks those other questions like what is your body count that just means that he's insecure and most likely inexperienced and he feels like he wouldn't measure up to if you have a high body count. Uh, But that's still a very in my opinion very stupid question to ask if you're a guy because um, do you want to get into some of the reasons why because I'm pretty sure this like a whole better question to ask like I know some of the reasons that some of the guys give is like oh I want to know if she's like you know have an STD has nothing to do with her value and I'm just like well in that case you can just go get an STD test you know
1: which by the way please do a lot of the reasons that the guys gave it doesn't really make sense to me because like the whole STD thing you're right you can go get tested which again definitely encourage more people to do that more often, especially when you have multiple partners. Please, go get tested, in general, for your health. Okay, next.
0: Yeah, and another reason that I've seen that guys gave online, this is on the X Reddit website, um, subreddit, sorry, on the X Reddit subreddit, some of the guys said, oh, I need to know if she's going to be faithful, I need to know if she's going to be a hoe, or Some guy literally said you can't make a hoe into a housewife. I'm just like, okay, nice philosophy. However, knowing someone's body count realistically isn't going to tell you if the person is faithful or not because an example that you can say is like, say a woman has like three. She's always slept with three people in her life and she's had two serious relationships. But then realistically, she could have cheated with someone else doing both those relationships. now she has a low body count but she's a cheater so if you're asking the question what is your body count to figure out what if a person is going to be faithful or not that's not the best way to get that information you probably just want to ask tell me about your previous relationships which is why I think this is a question mostly for inexperienced people and just maybe people testing the waters and they haven't dated a lot and they think like maybe what they hear from social media or older people or from whatever is just the truth. Meanwhile, you just really need to ask the right questions to get to the right answer because body count doesn't really tell you anything other than how many people a person have slept with. And all that does in terms of women is that men use it to make us feel like we're less than something. So,
1: yeah, I also think that it's also misinformation um, going around um, because I've heard so many things in terms of like what sex is going to be like if the woman has had multiple um, you know, sexual partners and this and that, and it's a bunch of misinformation. I, I just don't think it personally, I don't think it makes sense to ask. Like if, if that's something that's important to you, that's perfectly fine. I just personally feel like if you're going to emphasize on that, make sure that you're you're somebody who's also in that category of what you consider a good body count, if that makes sense. So if you're somebody who's only been with like 10 people and you're looking for someone who's only been with 10 people, that's that's okay to me because that's, that's a requirement you meet. I just don't understand the people who have really, really high, like I said, often the, the men have very high, body counts and they're talking about women who have lower than they do and somehow they think that just because they're a man it makes sense that that does not make sense to me and then what i also don't care for is bringing down other people just because they don't fit whatever role or mode that you want the reality of the matter is that you're not going to talk to all of those other people you're not going to entertain a lot of people I prefer to just focus on whoever it is you're trying to talk to or the people that you do care for instead of bashing other people. I would just say that if it's something that's important to you, make sure you also meet the requirements that you're setting for others. I'm just saying. And if not, honestly, drop it and stop judging people so much because somebody can really just turn around and judge you just the same. And you really wouldn't like that. Just saying
0: yeah you're absolutely right. If someone turns you and judge you on the same uh, on the same like category and the same marriage, make sure that you meet it because then you don't want to be like judging someone and you don't even measure up in that category. But however, I do want to say it's interesting. There was a part there where you said like men usually have a higher body count than women.
1: Just to quickly correct, well, while that may be true, I don't know if that's factually true. I'm saying that the people who I've heard in conversation, they usually had higher body counts than what they um, said was was another woman's high body count. So they'd say, oh, I can't be with anyone that that has this amount of bodies or whatever, blah, blah. And then you ask them, like, wait, so what's your body count? And then it turns out it's something way higher than that. And you're like, wait, (laughs) what's the point? What?
0: then yeah i see i see i understand what you mean now but i know for men there's a pressure for men to um well i'm just gonna ask you this real quick how do you feel like do you care how many girls a guy have been with
1: you know what um personally i did not however and this is me being very frank it's something that i'm gonna start like asking okay um I will just because I just think that a lot of men place so much emphasis on it, that it's only fair that they get the similar treatment, honestly, because then I could once you told me of your body count or whatever, I could always ask you the same questions that guys who will ask and wonder, right? Are you, if it's a high number, does that mean you cheat a lot? It was a high number, does that mean you're faithful? Does that mean you have more STDs? Does you Like, just basically give it back to them like they gave it to us, basically. Because it wasn't something that I thought was important. And I still don't think it's important. I, I do believe, though, I will say this. When I do meet someone that I, I trust and respect, I'm not going to do that foolishness. But in terms of dating and just meeting randos, I absolutely will. Because that's the energy they gave. So I will give that energy back if that makes sense.
0: That definitely makes sense. You want to just, like you said, you probably wouldn't do that with a serious person that you guys no, are both oh No, no, If
1: I meet somebody who I genuinely, like, respect and care for, and they just, they respect me the same, yeah, of course, I'll treat you with respect. This question right here does not scream too much respect for me. But anyways, yeah, basically, I just want to, I just want to return the energy that they gave me is what I'm saying.
0: I, I can understand that. I will say, though, for me to answer my question, I generally don't ask men that question about their body count. However, if I find out through the co- like the course of talking to a guy that he's a virgin, I'm most likely not going to keep talking to you. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, sex is, for women, for a lot of women, sex is not great to begin with. Like, yeah. You understand what I'm saying. I think almost every woman knows what I'm saying. It's not like the stars that you see in the movies, when, especially when people have sex for the first time. For some reason, they're always like, oh my God, this is epic. That's not realistic.
1: For most, yeah, I can agree to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for most women, the first time you have sex and maybe after the next like couple of times, it's just mediocre. It's just, eh, now I'm just thinking, like having said, I kind of need someone who knows what they're doing,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm
0: not trying to teach nobody. Gotcha, and especially at my age right now, it will make it will be totally different if I was younger. But I'm 25 going on 26. I'm basically ancient. But I-
1: but you know what is- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm going to bring this up. It's so funny. I was in a in a room on Clubhouse um yesterday and I was talking about age and dating and how to want to date this young man and everything and then when someone found out my age I'm 26 right now about to be 27 in a few weeks actually two weeks from now I'll be 27 but when someone found out my age they were like why the hell do you sound like you girl you are young what are you talking about what is this little girl talking about? <laughs> so yes it's not even close to being ancient and older please anyways <laughs>
0: yeah I mean I I
1: agree
0: yeah I know but I'm just saying at my age I'm not I'm not dating no virgin like I'm not actively gonna ignore virgins but if I find out that you're a virgin I'm just like no thank you but that does raise an interesting point because we're talking about numbers and Mm -hmm. for men I know there's a societal pressure for men societal pressure for men to have higher body counts than women just in general because men are seen as more like sexual and they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be hunters. So I know for men, it's like, especially younger men, there's always a pressure for them to have more sex. Now, I don't know if that pressure is coming from women or coming from their male um, counterparts. I didn't do that much research, but I know that a lot of men do feel that pressure. However, statistically speaking, I did some, the most basic research. So feel free to look into your own the average sexual partners in the US it's like 7 man for most people it's okay. just um women actually average 7 and then men average 6.4 i don't know what 6.4 is don't ask me but interestingly enough when the when they surveyed people mm-hmm. you know women average Seven and then men average 6.4. Now you have to consider where you're getting this data from. Maybe it's just from college kids, which doesn't represent like the whole population. Right. That's up to you. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at a similar research in the UK, and only about five percent of men had sexual partners more than 90, more than 90. So only five percent of men had sexual partners more in the 90 plus category. We just goes to show you, some dudes out there, if they're talking to you and they're calling out all these huge numbers, based there's some fact they may be inflating just a little bit, because turns out they don't have as much sex as we think they do. So just saying that.
1: Yeah, I mean it also depends on where the the stats are being taken from, but yeah, yeah I mean yeah, that's true. But I. <laughs> I mean, if somebody is doing that to boost your ego, then that's, that's on you. I just still don't think that you should be um, demonizing somebody else for doing something that you're doing. I just... Of course. Yeah, that's that I'm one. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree there. Mm-hmm. All
0: righty. So we're done with the body count. Next questions that we got. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible to meet someone date them and marry them all within six months
1: you know what in some la la land i think it's possible i personally feel like if i were to meet somebody who i was just like so in love with everything was good everything was great no red flags no issues i think i could definitely do that actually i think i could and because i don't know like there are certain things that I don't like changing, but there are other things that I like changing. So I can definitely see myself like almost like being whisked away or just moving to a new country <laughs> with somebody and just getting married and starting life at fresh and just figuring it out from there. I like to start things afresh. Anybody that knows me knows this. So I, I think this is something that could possibly happen however do i think it's a great idea not really like how much do you know about that person in six months you know but what are your thoughts naricia
0: um i think it's possible honestly i think you can do it all within 24 hours if you're dedicated enough
1: wow that's crazy
0: <laughs> but then the real question you could be asking yourself which is you sort of touched on is um if the marriage will be successful because ideally you'd realistically you don't know this person you know you're just hoping that you have enough information to make that commitment which is marriage and then hoping that you're right so that this can last for a really long time but I will say that I know people get married for all types of reasons some people don't do it for that love like that wild romantic love that we all like to think about
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and people get married Based on mutual respect for each other, or they get married because maybe they're older, or maybe they just actually do have that burning love and they just want to make it work. And they do make it work because no matter how much burning love you have for someone, mm-hmm. marriage is work. You guys are going to work your ass off to make that thing to make it, you know, be long term if you want it to be long term. And just because I say it's work. <laughs> doesn't mean that I don't believe in love some people really love their jobs but you know there are days where you just want to just punch the crap out of your job and not do anything yeah so I will say that it is entirely possible for someone to get married to meet someone fall in love and do all that within six months I would also say it depends on where you are Mm -hmm. I don't know how big um arranged marriage are in certain cultures. Mm-hmm. I also know that in certain cultures it's totally fine to have the traditional roles be okay. Like the man has the money, the woman has the will to be a homemaker and you guys get married. And mm-hmm. I know people who've gotten married, like gotten married from that. And to them their marriage is successful. So who am I to say otherwise, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, you're right. It really depends on why. And it could also be love because trust me, some people are blind in love. Um, And you can do whatever. I think the main question is, is it going to last or not? That's the big thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, let's say that you get married to this person or you just met them and you're so in love with them. They're perfect. They're blah, blah, blah. But shit starts to go south. Another question we got is when you think someone should work out of a relationship? Nah.
1: This is a really good one. And I can't speak for everyone because, you, you know what? Let me say this. Let me say this because I feel like although social media, social media makes it look like people just be walking away when BS happens, real life is not like that. Real life, a lot of people take a lot of BS in situations and relationships that I just don't think they should be. Like some mm-hmm. of the, the situations I see people get themselves in, especially in relationships, in the name of love, in the name of I've been together with this person for so long. All those things. I'm just like, why? Like in my, I will always go back to this. You have one life to live and this is what you choose to do. Except BS. You have one life to live and you, you you choose to be in a situation where you're constantly disrespected. Now, some people don't have that choice, but I'm talking about the ones that have the ability to move on but choose not to for this one reason or the other. So when mm-hmm. should you walk out of a relationship the minute you start feeling, not the minute though, because let me say this, right? Give yourself time to try to work it out, you know, talk it out, have the open conversations, um, Try to make it work, go to counseling, whatever it is that you need to do. But the minute all of those things have failed, babes, leave. Leave. Leave the, the situation. Leave the relationship. You're not going to come and kill yourself because of somebody else in this one life that you have. I keep saying that one life because I want to emphasize that. Like your mother and your father, yeah, your mother specifically gave birth to you. And I'm sure most parents want their kids to prosper and be successful and be happy and all that stuff. You have one life to leave. I hope that it's your goal to make yourself happy, to do things that make you happy, to be surrounded by people that support you and genuinely care for you. If you don't have that, I, I don't see why you're not looking for that. I don't know how many people want to be in situations where they're not happy. If that's what you're used to and you think that's the norm, I hope that you you know heal, learn, and realize that you could have better and so what I'm saying is when you're in a situation where you're not being treated right and you've tried to work things out and it's just not working, is of you being the person that is hurt and disrespected and just taking on whatever BS, I think that's when you should out and leave. What about you, Nerissa?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting that you said disrespected because I did look at some of the signs that you should leave. Like I looked at it online and the number one reason why you should leave a relationship is that if your spouse no longer respects you, your spouse or your partner or whomever no longer respects you, that's the sign to leave. Mm-hmm. But I, I will say that you have such a response as to for someone who has not been married. Because I remember I said something similar, one of my co worker when I used to work at Bloomingdale. I were listening to something on the radio. I don't know what it is, and I I I just said uh, I said if someone ever cheats on me or makes me feel disrespected, at the first time, I'm leaving. And she just looks at me and she goes, "You've never been married. You've never even been in a relationship. Trust when is time ta- when you're up against the inve- the time you've invested in that relationship. You'll be surprised how much you can take." Because then it, you start to weigh the memories and the potential against like this one thing or one thing you're just like, oh, maybe I can I can live with it, you know? Because you get comfortable. And she was just saying that, I'm just like, yeah, I'll still leave if they cheat. But she's just like, no, you won't. She was, just, she was so adamant about it. And she was just like, especially if it's your husband, trust you will stay if your husband cheats on you. Your husband can cheat on you three times and you will stay. And I was just like, hmm? okay, yeah.
1: Bye. But I hope you heard the other things that I said in that. I didn't just say that just leave at the first sign of drama. I said you no, know no. after everything else hasn't worked, right? And I I do believe everyone is different. Everybody is gonna take. That's why I'm, that's why I was clearly saying like what we see on social media and what happens in real life. I I see a lot of people in real life taking a lot of disrespect and BS in relationships that are not even marriage. And, again, some of us are very different. Like, personally, there is a lot of disrespect I don't take, the slightest I do not take personally, right? And so I think it's also about how you build your relationships. And I'm not saying that, you know, in the future, something could not happen, it could. I don't know how I'm going to respond, of course, but I know how I'm responding now versus how I could and versus how others do.
0: And I know yeah. I'm not
1: the same, because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm still telling you, girl, there are too many people going through it without even being married, without anything serious. And it's just ridiculous. I don't even think they should be putting themselves in those situations. Um, but if you are, again, if you're married, like I said, you know, if you've gone through everything and nothing is working. I still focus on the fact that you are one person and I truly believe because that's what I believe in myself. If I'm in a situation where I'm truly not happy, I generally get myself out of that. But like I said, I have not been in a marriage or anything like that. Also, the reason why I'm not in one because I don't deal with respect just because i don't do well with disrespect you know what i'm saying people have come to me want to be in relationships want to have this want to have that and it's like if you from the get-go are not showing me that you care and respect me and love me i'm just not gonna put myself in the situation where potentially nah babes no uh -uh, no 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 Okay. But I, I get what your friend is saying. I I mean, of course I don't know the future, but I'm just saying based on what I'm doing now versus what I've seen other people do, you know, in situations that are literally not even marriage.
0: Yeah, I understand all that. But another thing you should always you should consider is that the person who you did, and I'm talking about you, Vanessa, they're not gonna disrespect you on day one. That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about someone who you're actually in a relationship with and they've checked like boxes for the most part that mm. you care about
1: i will say this, that kind I've of had,
0: relationship
1: wait of course i've had this conversation and i um, one of the things that i definitely said um before and I, I said that you know one of the things i'm gonna put in my prenup is that if you cheat on me you're gonna have to buy me a house so if mm-hmm. you're going to <laughs> if you want to cheat on me you know we're going to have because you can have stuff like that in your prenup right so yeah um, yeah. so so if you're gonna do that you know just make sure you run me my check make sure you bring me that house and make sure I can I mean let let me do whatever the hell I want to do that's it because I don't understand the people who go ahead and do certain things that are disrespectful to your spouse and then expect their spouse to just sit there and just be jolly and happy that's not meal but that's that's what I'm saying again and my spouse is going to understand that about me so I'm just saying, you know, different strokes with different folks. There are people who are okay to just take that and just be like, oh, men will be men and just sit there and do nothing. For me, run me that check, buy me that house, and oh babes, I'm doing the same thing. Let's have fun. Yay.
0: Okay, at least you have a a plan for if your true if your loved one cheats on you. That's a that's a great plan. But yeah. that yeah, so yeah, that's a really good plan to have. But when...
1: Um... Oh, and also, there's always walk away. That's one thing. One of the things I've learned, and I was actually... I'm so sorry. I keep <laughs> it in. But one of the things that... I, I was listening to the read podcast. I don't know if other people listen to that. If you don't, definitely check them out. I think they're funny. I always listen to them on Tuesdays or whenever they come on, I listen to them. Um, but one of the things that one of the hosts, Crystal, said is that, you know, in her age, now, I think she's in her 30s or something... She doesn't even really worry about what, pe- what people do and if they cheat. She just, she just knows how she's going to react. And uh-huh. that's living. So I think that if you're so focused on someone cheating and all that stuff, you can't control what humans are going to do. You can only control mm-hmm. your reaction to them. So if you're very aware of what your values are, of what it is that you're okay with, and you know what you me- mentally can take and you emotionally can take, you're you're like stepped in that so if some somebody were to do something like and also you go into relationships clearly communicating that once you know it i hope you do most the people who know it usually do so once you do that that person knows that at that point when they do the certain things here the consequences of it because you've made it clear okay so I, yeah i when i think about it that way i think it less, lessens the burden a little bit Because I fully now understand. I can't control what somebody else is going to do. I can only control what my reactions are to what that person does or will do. And that's it.
0: That's true. That's very true. All right. So you can walk away. But here are some signs that you should walk away in the relationship. You don't just want to walk away if things are going great. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know who you are. Maybe that's the highest it's going to be. And you don't want it to go downhill. So you walk away with great memories but if you signs that you should walk away a they don't respect you mm-hmm. there's no trust between the two of you i would say that's very impo- important if you can't trust your partner whether they've done something or not if you can't trust them you should probably peace out just because i can't imagine being in a situation where my partner has to keep proving themselves and i can't imagine being in a situation where Someone keeps asking me to prove myself. I will be pissed off in both of them. So: but I, think,
1: one... I think that's what usually happens when like, for example, when someone cheats or something like that, um, I've heard that oftentimes, and the thing that people don't always they, they fail to understand is that like when you do something wrong towards another person, you can't tell them how to act. Like you, you can't give them a timeline of when they're supposed to forgive you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's usually where that trust goes out of the window and sometimes it's very difficult to gain that back so
0: yeah of course but if that trust isn't there whether you're the cheater or the person who got cheated on Mm -hmm. you should leave no i'm not i'm not telling you what to do but you should consider leaving yeah so i'll say that if someone don't value you you should consider leaving
1: yes are you in a relationship you know what yes continue
0: People get in relationship for all kind of reasons.
1: I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware.
0: Yeah. So, but if they don't value you, you should maybe make that list and put it on the time to leave.
1: Yeah. Category.
0: So another way to know when it's time to leave if there is abuse involved. Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. I know a friend of mine one time. Not really like the guy. she'd known the guy for a really long time, and he yelled at her and he made her feel threatened like Mm -hmm. physically Mm
1: -hmm. and she
0: pissed out she left yeah like i'm not going to like you just make me feel scared and i can't go through that again Mm -hmm. it was one of those cases where the guy from everything i've heard before that was a sweet person Mm -hmm. but it was just that one incident and i was just like you know what Yeah, that's also valid if that person even if they've never done anything that one time if they did that yep that's valid yeah yeah please don't wait for it to get to like Mm -hmm. a thousand I remember I was also watching this tv show made I Mm -hmm. think we've watched it we've talked about it a little bit and the girl went to to go get help from the state I don't remember exactly what Mm -hmm. and this, they were asking, they were asking her if she was, a, if she was in an abusive relationship, and she goes, "Well, no, not really." And the the lady helping her goes, "What would you define as really abuse? Like he hit you, he did all these things." And she was just like, "Well, yeah," but the thing is that it doesn't even have to get to physical and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Yeah. And so if there's abuse involved, any kind of abuse. You feel like you can't be yourself around them because they might act a certain way. Oh, man. It's time to get out. That's the yeah. sign that you should get out.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't matter how sweet they've been in the past. As my friend, one of my good friends like to say, no guy will punch you on day one. And let's be clear, it's usually guys. I'm not being sexist here. It's usually guys who are abusive. But a guy said, huh? She goes, it's so funny. She goes, People ask, like, um, how could you not tell that the guy was abusive? And she goes, well, because they didn't punch me on the first day." Yeah. A guy would do that on day one. I mean, if they, do, if they did that on day one, most women, I would like to think all women would be like, girl, So will be like, bye.
1: I don't know about that, but most, maybe, maybe most, I don't think all, but most, yeah. If a guy's you know, pond- the weird thing about it is that I've learned that some people believe that, like some because of that experiences that some people have, they've taken that to mean that if somebody doesn't do some of those things, it means they don't care about you or love you. So they believe that, you know, certain abuses and, and things like that are a form of love based on on their backgrounds and where they they're from. So, mm. unfortunately, yes. Yeah, so it, so that's why I say it's also about healing and you know learning that you know there's there's better you can you can want better for yourself trust me like there are some people who honestly don't feel like they're worth more you know than than whatever it is that they have and and oftentimes it's nothing too great you know so it's just understanding and learning for yourself that you can have better and that you do deserve happiness you know actual happiness i'm not talking about some super superficial or or whatever um
0: yeah mm, not sad to
1: think about good listen i'm t- i'm telling you I, I, i'll be quick about this but i remember i was on a um a panel not a panel i was just in clubhouse and they were doing like this career day thing where you had a bunch of like people from different companies just talking about opportunities that they had at their companies and you know it was like a job fair type situation yes on clubhouse it was actually pretty cool and one of the girls um they were doing an interview part of it where they were prepping you for the interview for when you do get to meet the the people you know the representatives and the recruiters from the companies and one of the girls came up and she was like you know this job um it's a really a job reached out to me and they want to they basically will give me more money and all that stuff but I'm really happy at the job that I'm at even though I'm not making more money what do you guys think and everybody's just like wait what <laughs> a job reached out to you and it's offering you more money what and she's like I just I don't know and so it basically all boiled down to the idea that she just didn't believe that she deserved that And she just didn't feel like she was good enough. And they're like, girl, if they're reaching out to you because they think you can do the job, like what? Like, yes, you deserve it. Yes, you need to learn that you do deserve more. Like if if you have the opportunity to, you should take it. And even if you don't like it, that will change your mindset so that you can go on from there on to better things. What you have right now does not have to be what you stay with for the rest of your life, including jobs. You can choose better. It's okay to choose better. You can believe. It's okay to believe that you do deserve better. And go for it. Especially in a job when it's coming to you and telling you we can pay you more. Like, come on. Anyways, yes. And that's when I I was reminded that some people truly don't believe that they deserve more. Like, you know, oftentimes in my group or myself or whatever, talk about like, I deserve more. I should be going for that raise. I should be asking for this. You know, we learn all these things on how to request for better for ourselves. Right. Whether it's our work, romantic life, friendships, family, all that stuff. But then I just realized that there's some people who just haven't even gotten to that stage of understanding that they do deserve better to then do the work to get better. So, there's that. Okay. And that was a lot. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you do deserve better. Mm-hmm. That is definitely true. Yes. All righty. And then finally... Well back to the to the signs that you should leave they have cheated on you ah,
1: yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's a sign that you should leave and i have a I have a feeling that all this list there may be like none of these things happen by themselves. It's usually a combination of you know maybe someone cheated on you that leads to broken trust that leads mm-hmm. to little respect and everything so it's all like a combination of all like different parts of that that makes you leave or make you at least consider leaving
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and a lot of those lists a lot of what I said is similar to other lists I found I found one on BetterHelp, which is an online platform for people to get therapy Mm -hmm. to connect you with therapists Mm -hmm. and they basically said the same thing You know, if there's any abuse involved when you're feeling as if your opinion doesn't matter, when you aren't feeling respected, those are when you should leave any relationship. And by the way, not just romantic relationship. If your friends are assholes, you can bounce. If you have relatives who are abusive or making you feel belittled, you can talk to them. It's Mm -hmm. a lot harder to quit family, but it is possible, especially if you're older. So yeah, that's a, yeah, you can do that. Before we go, I just have one question for you. In the briefest summary, tell me what you feel about the question. What do you bring to the table?
1: Um, quite honestly, nobody has asked me that question okay. ever. In my like no like no man on a date has asked me what do I bring to, to the table. Um, if anything, they usually come to the date and are very respectful, thank God. Um, so I generally don't have to deal with that. And so given that, I, I don't think I have, I don't think I have to respond to that. Because generally when people, you know, come up to me and want to talk to me or ask me on a date, they usually understand what it is they see in me. So I'm not going to try to prove myself to anybody. And thank God I have not had to. So there's that. What about you,
0: Narizia? I agree. No guy has ever asked me that question. But I do see it floating around social media a lot. And it's usually a guy asking a girl. And I just want to say no one has ever asked me that question. However, I will say the people who verbally ask that question do not understand the concept of dating. Because when you date someone, you're trying to figure out the value to bring in your life obviously you like them yada 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 but that's what the whole dating is so
1: right. if you have
0: to ask that question you're kind of stupid that's my that's my and take on it
1: the reality of the question is that you know somebody can tell you something that doesn't make it true you know what i'm right. saying you still have to experience life and time with that person to understand if those things are true or not <laughs> realistically speaking now if somebody wants to talk about their goals there's nothing wrong with talking about the, your goals you mm-hmm. know but I just think that it's very different about asking someone about their life goals and what they hope to accomplish and do, than asking them what do you bring to the table.
0: That's mm-hmm. true. Those are two uh-huh. different things.
1: Very, very different. One actually, you can actually carry conversation from that versus what do you bring to the table. That also turns some people off because you're just like, who are you? like you? I don't even know you like that. Like one thing I would say, and I personally try not to just tell especially guys what i want slash like right away i want to get to know you and you get to know me naturally the other reason i say that is because sometimes when i tell people what i like they try to mold themselves into those people and that can last for all that doesn't last long Mm -hmm. sooner or later i get to see who you really are and what you really want so if I'm like, oh, this is what I want, blah, 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 usually guys will come to me and they'll be like, oh, I'm this. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, you are great and perfect. But the reality is that that's not who they are. And so the whole time they're just trying to fake being this person. And it's like, so I just feel like it's going to save me time and save other people time. If we just try to get to know each other instead of asking questions that – Might lead people to try to be something they're not, (laughs) or you know, people try to measure up something that they're not. Like, come on now, just get to know each other. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, you guys don't mesh well. It's okay, let it go, keep moving, date other people. Let's, it's not, it's not that deep. At least not for me. So yeah.
0: All right, there we go. I agree. Yeah,
1: I know that this is Valentine's Day coming up. You know, so. I also do want to remember I love birds out there. I hope you guys have a great Valentine spending time with your loved ones. One. I hope it's not ones with an S. It's one. <laughs> I hope that, you know, you guys are able to do something that you both like and just celebrate your love. And I hope you celebrate your love all the time, you know. And for us single people out there, hopefully, you know, do this then do whatever it is you want to do and don't feel the pressure to try to do something more because guess what narissa and i while we live separately we're gonna be chilling in our homes eating good food and watching tv okay like we would any other weekend and then work on monday like regular folks um so i still want to give a big shout out to the people celebrating valentine's day the love it's in the air enjoy have fun um and yeah, and I hope you liked the episode. If you want to hear more episodes like these, where we're talking about relationships and stuff like that, if you have questions you want us to answer and you just have general topics that you think that we could, you know, have a conversation about and that you could benefit from, definitely let us know. Follow us on the Chat podcast. And on Instagram, I believe, correct, Narizia?
0: Yeah, that is correct. Okay. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. And you will hear us the next time. Thank
1: you, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.